Will this Seattle Kraken team make the playoffs in year one? Because after looking at this roster, unless the last two picks that we don't know about are going to be Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, I'm sorry. I don't think they're making the playoffs in year one. Spicy! I think that they will. I like Ron Francis a lot. They're all NHL players. If you're good enough to play in the NHL, you're good enough to have success. They won't light the world on fire, but I think they'll get in. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's like a throwback Thursday. Spicy. Spicy. I like it. Who's in charge of that? I don't know. Who's doing these? It's good. Whoever it is, I'm very impressed with you. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. We are emanating from the bunker here in uh, Western Canada, and my earpiece is already out of control. How come nobody says anything about this? We used to have somebody that would come around and put makeup on and fix me, and she left. Yes. She's never been replaced. How do you like us so far? Did I say it was episode number 533? Did I say that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, big show today. We got a lot of things to get to here in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. Our live guest today will be the ageless and peerless Craig Button uh, from TSN, their director of scouting, and from Sportsnet Flames, Ryan Leslie. So if you've guessed it, there will be a lot of hockey talk. And by the way, the warm-up is for E-Cold Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E-Cold Electric. Let's get to work. My phone notifications are going off like crazy. And what I really enjoy, what I enjoy a lot, is the other 22 hours that we're not on the air, I get a lot of questions from people through Facebook and Twitter what, saying, Rod, I want your thoughts on this. I want your thoughts on that. And I got a few of those to get to here today, Moose. Good. So let's get to the quick six show topics, please. <laughs> Thank you, Director Jordan. And Mandy's up. She's up in Edmonton with Malcolm. The new mother, she says, we like you now. We like you too, Mandy. And she's a huge CFL fan in Edmonton. So hang on. We're going to get to that in a moment. But I just got to say, Kraken draft leftovers. Let's just start with the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today. It is, did you watch the Seattle Kraken uh, TV special last night? And the answer for us, of course, is yes. We hosted a watch party down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And let's be honest, the highlight was the company. Mm-hmm. And the food. Oh, yeah. And the TV broadcast wasn't bad either, but 57% of you saying, no, you didn't watch it, but we all vote for yes. We had a bit of a team event there last night. And it was a good crowd. Photos are on our Instagram. And can I just say this about the team? I don't think they're going to be very good. Everybody has an opinion. We're never, ever, ever going to realize something. After a draft, after a game, you want to make an immediate assessment. Yes. And we're not going to know yes. for a couple of years how good this draft was for the Seattle Kraken. I'm not overly impressed, but that's just me. And they've got $28 million in cap space done. They've got side deals that are going to be announced in less than an hour, so we're going to discuss that. Where's the 902 area code? Do we know? East, I think. Is it Nova Scotia? They've written in on the Prairie Mobile text line. Do the Kraken have to reveal any and all side deals they made so certain players would not be chosen? I'm not sure whether they have to or not, but I believe that they will. Yeah. I believe that they will. Well, they will. They'll, any deal that's black and white will get released. Um, things like they acquired a first and third round pick in order for taking so-and-so. But it won't necessarily say 
for not taking okay. A, B, and C, right? So we might not know who the, who the teams were protecting specifically, but we'll know what assets are going to go back to the Seattle Kraken. We will know those assets. And, and if you want to make that post-draft assessment of, okay, what did the Kraken look like? How did they do? We need to wait until we get all these assets that have been acquired. We're going to find that out today. And I, I'm going to bring in the viewers' comments here today. Uh, Jason Wall writes in, good morning from Winnipeg Beach, Manitoba. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, did they have any former Seahawks to the show? They had quite a few Seahawks oh, yeah. on there yesterday. Who was the linebacker they had? Now? Wagner. Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner was on Marshawn. there. We were Marshawn Lynch, that's right. They, he actually announced Eunice Donskoy. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch did. So that part was all fun. But let me say this from a broadcast perspective. Chris Fowler hosted it, and anybody that follows college football would remember Chris Fowler, would know Chris Fowler from ESPN's college football coverage. He's getting roasted for screwing up some of the team names, and he was uh, crap-talking the Senators and the Leafs. And, of course, it's 2021. People got to crap over everybody anyways. He's getting a lot of, con- uh, <clears throat> a lot of crit- criticism. Here's what I would have done. You got John Forslund as the Kraken's first ever TV voice and Everett Fitzhugh as the first ever radio voice of the Kraken. Why would you not have them MC the expansion draft and introduce them to all of America in the National Hockey League? But no, let's let ESPN wag the dog and bring their guys in. And now Fowler, who I love as a college football guy, but why not put your hockey broadcasters in there? But again, that's why I'm sitting here and they're doing that. Let's move on to point two because we got a lot to get to today. Uh, TSN announcing this morning their broadcast crews for 2021 in the Canadian Football League. And here's me caught with my pants down. I don't have the news release up in front of me. It's the top item running at rodpeterson.com right now. And just like that, I found it. Oh, good. And basically, to paraphrase, this was just announced this morning. I feel like, why do I do quick six show topics at six in the morning when everything changes by noon Eastern? I know. All this stuff's come down today. I know. And this was this morning. Uh, Rod Smith, should I read this whole thing? Uh, Here it is, TSN's broadcast team of play-by-play announcers, including Rod Black, Rod Smith, Dustin Nielsen, Marshall Ferguson, and Farhan Lalji, are joined by game analysts Glenn Suter, Dwayne Ford, and Matt Dunnigan. The CFL on TSN panel, led by new host Kate Burness, joined by CFL Hall of Famers Matt Dunnigan and Milt Stiegel, TSN football analyst Davis Sanchez, veteran CFL head coach and GM Jim Barker, as well as special guest analysts throughout the season. So it's a lot of the same faces. Marshall Ferguson's new, but he's been a TSN employee for a long time. The CFL thinks a lot of Marshall Ferguson. Uh, says the sideline reporters will be Sarah Orleski, Matthew Shinetti, Ryan Rashog, John Liu, Claire Hanna. So that was all announced today. And I think the biggest news out of – here's the big news. Rod Smith is replacing Chris Cuthbert as the number one play-by-play guy for the Canadian Football League in 2021 and beyond till the end of time. And Marshall Ferguson has been added on to this. He is the fourth announcer, I guess. Although Clark and I were kicking this around before you showed up because you were late, mister. I know. You had an appointment? I had an appointment. Yeah. How about that? We said, is Rod Smith number one? And Clark and I agreed. It's like, well, his name's number one on the list, so he must be number one. But as I look at this news release, it's got Rod Black, Rod Smith, Dustin Nielsen, Marshall Ferguson, Farhan Lelji. Are we ordering them in terms of a depth chart here? Uh, and if that's the case, Rod Black's the number one play-by-play guy, which means he'll be called on the Grey Cups. Well, it's funny you say that. 
Um, it sounds like they're not going to have a depth chart. It sounds like they're all just, here's the guys, and they'll all do some games. Um, Destin Nielsen will do more games. He's slowly been growing in that role, and that's good. There's, yeah. you know, Ferguson's at it. But, you know, and they've said they're not going to have pairs. So when it was always Suter and Cuthbert, there won't always be pairs. Dwayne Ford, you know, and Suter are both there. But what kind of led me to believe what the number one team is, is Rod Black and Glenn Suter are doing the opening game. Yeah. They're starting the season off. I would assume those two will finish it. Uh, Mike Blackbird's watching in Toronto. He's an Argos fan. He says the boss can be as late as he wants, which you know. So thank you. He's the boss. Um, Jason in Winnipeg Beach says a TSN CFL panel's looking good. Kate will do a great job. Rod is well deserving of the lead role. Well, Rod Black, Rod Smith, flip a coin. (laughs) <laughs> um, Rod, uh, Ryan and McCarthy, uh, Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York says, doesn't Rod Black do the play-by-play for the Great Cup radio broadcast? Yeah, that was pre-pandemic, man. And Cuthbert did TV. It's, everything's changed now. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Kate Burness as the new host I of the love panel. her as the I, host. I love Watching this. her on TSN just makes me feel warm. I think this is a home run move. Of all yes. of it, it's kind of formality just yeah. there's not really much news in there but Kate Burnett's taking over the panel I think is a home run for TSN yep absolutely Paul Allen's watching in Minnesota and he says the ESPN deal is 400 million dollars a year carries a lot of weight sure money talks who says that it doesn't but the point is you should have had your crack and broadcasters emceeing it so you paid more money so you can put in a guy that's going to get roasted because he's out of place Fill your boots. At least give them a roll. Do whatever you want. And, as we talked about before you showed up, I don't even criticize Chris Fowler for screwing up the things that he did. Don't blame him. He shouldn't have been in there in the first place. They should have put in the Kraken announcers that know what they're talking about. But no, we pay $400 million a year, so shut your mouth. Got it? Got it. Uh, and again, it's around 50-50. A little more 50. Uh, a little better than 50% said no, they didn't watch it. Well, oh, and where the heck is it? Uh, Dylan Spicer's watching in Nova Scotia. He says, I couldn't bring myself to watch the draft. Too many leaks through the day made it less interesting. He's right. If we hadn't planned a party down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home of the Seattle Kraken fan club, I probably wouldn't have... Well, I wouldn't have gone out for sure, and I might have not even watched it. So I, I get that. Think of how we watched it. We weren't hanging on every pick and watching. And no. It just kind of was going on. It's like, oh, they're in the market. Kevin Weeks is sure getting around Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of our observations. We weren't hanging on every pick or paying that close of attention because we knew what was coming. We knew what was coming. Um, can I say Jordan Eberle looked like he had just swallowed a gallon of sour milk? Yeah. <clears throat> I, think, I think I just did say it. Uh, Brian Snow, the snowman's watching from North Carolina. He says, I can't wait to see some CFL action. And me either. It was two weeks from tonight, as Jeff the Stamps fan pointed out. And I just was going to write down the schedule. Uh, but maybe we'll do that tomorrow of what the week one games are. But there's some scintillating week one matchups. But it's two weeks away. So let's move on. Point three, the uh, Dallas Cowboys getting ready to open up training camp in Oxnard, California. Did you see the news conference with Jarrah? Oh, yeah. Did you? Of course. He broke up and started dropping F-bombs yesterday. That's my owner, Jerry Jones. He said he would give anything to win a Super Bowl. 
which is interesting because he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was a, I'm impressed that you. Where, where did you have time to watch that? ESPN, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it now. That's well, how you saw was, it. But that's where they have it, 24-7 and sitting in front of there. They haven't won a great or a Grey Cup, Jesus, Super Bowl since 1995. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, Jerry getting the Cowboys on for an unprecedented third time on Hard Knocks, that inside, mm-hmm. which he loves. Great promoter. Mike McCarthy has never done that before. And... They were really debating hard knocks and having that exclusive access because it can make or break a coach. Sean McVay in L.A., it made him look good, the way he dealt with players, the way he made decisions, the way he conducted himself. Other coaches, it made him look worse, and they ended up getting fired a year or two after. So what's it going to do to Mike McCarthy? You questioned some of his decisions. Oh. It might make him look <clears throat> worse. Or it might make people actually like Mike McCarthy. I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg's watching. Um, he says Jerry would give his soul to win a Super Bowl. I don't think Jerry has a soul. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. But um, a team owner, a former team owner that I don't like. I was in a press box one time, and I won't say where because it'll tip off who that owner might be. And he said to me, Jerry Jones, what's he ever done? I said, I don't know. Winning three Super Bowls, winning NFL Executive of the Year. And by the way, this was a hockey owner. Yeah. And, uh, and then the guy just muttered something and stormed off. But I'm like, stop it. This guy doesn't own anything anymore and never won anything what he did own. So <clears throat> I'll move on. Uh, point four, uh, Andrew Harris, we find out in Winnipeg, is... Going to be out another week. I, I saw this from 3downnation.com. The uh, reigning most outstanding player of the Great Cup, most outstanding Canadian. Uh, no preseason. People are starting to... I see the coaches, the anonymous quotes comment from 3downnation um, saying they like that there's no preseason because no travel, no changing cities, blah, blah, blah. Point five, are we into the Olympics? Not yet, but we well, will be, right? No, there's, okay. there's action. I really, got, I really got to speed up, and I'm sorry. Point six, uh, CEBL tonight. The Saskatchewan Rattlers are at the... Guelph uh, Nighthawks, the Rattlers are 0-9. It's becoming a story. Are they going to go 0-14? Are they going to be the first team in CEBL, CEBL history to go winless? That would suck. And two bonus points on the World Juniors. Canada announced its uh, camp invite list for next month's World Junior Camp, and Connor Bedard is not on it. My brother is, in, is beside himself that Connor Bedard is not invited. I said, just calm down. I'll bet you right now that Connor Bedard will play in the tournament. This is fine. Who knows why he's not in the camp? And the other thing is everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are tweeting me, asking me my thoughts on the new deal for the Canadian Hockey League with TSN and CBC. Well, I think it's amazing. Sportsnet has done good things, no doubt, for the Canadian Hockey League, and they've had the Memorial Cup for a couple of decades. But when I first got into the Western Hockey League, and I'm not going to tell you how many years ago that was, TSN was the broadcaster, and they regularly did Western Hockey League games. They did CHL games all across the country. Guys by the name of Paul Romanek, Gord Miller. I think Ray Ferraro did some WHL games back in the day. The CHL's going home to TSN. And the fact that CBC's jumping into the pool... And they've got CEBL games now. If you haven't been paying attention, they've got Canadian Premier League games. They're doing university sports. What decade is this? The 1970s? I know. When sports broadcasting in Canada was king? 
TSN's making some moves here. They're getting the NLL. They're going to have a game of the week, and they're going to get the CHL starting this year. Now, it's only 30 games, but I got to think it's only going to grow. You people now need to watch. That's the thing. It's Canada. How much have I railed on? Why am I, why am I watching European soccer on a Saturday afternoon? What country do I live in? So you need to rally and watch the games because you love them anyways. It's Canada, for God's sakes. I did not expect to get that wound up about this. Yeah. But I'm very happy that the Canadian Hockey League has signed this broadcast deal exclusively with these two networks. If that's exclusive, TSN and uh, CBC. So we're kind of out of time. Yeah. Are no, you good? It's, it's great. And the last thing on that is just CBC fills in the gaps. When TSN has premier programming, you know, whether it's golf majors or big events, tennis events or NASCAR, whatever, you've got the free CBC Jam app to put the games on. It's yeah. perfect. I Sinclair Russell watching in Northern Ontario says more hockey is a great thing. Well done, TSN. Mike Blackbird says it would in Toronto would be nice to see WHL, OHL and the Q on the CBC. Well, it's coming. And just one more from Jex Burton watching on Facebook. He says, howdy, boys. Couldn't agree more about the CHL. It's Canada, for God's sakes. Love you, Rod. Love you, too, Jex. Let's stick up for our Canadian sports. Craig Button joins us next. Uh, this has been the warm-up for E-Code Electric, and you're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.